Are you walking a hard but beautiful journey? Are you sitting in a space that you never thought you'd be? Have you experienced infertility, a miscarriage, adoption? Or are you parenting kids with a behavioral disability? Have these struggles put unbearable strains on your relationships? Or have you struggled with your mental health? I have experienced all of this. My husband and I struggled with infertility and fought for our three beautiful children, our miracles. We went through the struggles, the pain, and the financial burden of IVF in order to have these incredible children. And that journey was so freaking hard. We felt like failures. And we felt alone in our struggle. And now, all three of our children have been diagnosed with ADHD, ODD, and anxiety disorders. And if possible, that has been even more challenging. Again, we have felt alone, confused, like we were bad parents, like we were being judged at every turn. It has tested our marriage. It has broke me many times to the point of two complete mental breakdowns. So, if you are experiencing this, please know you are not alone. That's why I've created this safe space for you, so that we can together find the education, resources, support, mentorship, inspiration, and more that we need to grow on this hard yet beautiful journey. Because at the end of it all, I wouldn't trade a second of what I went through, because these children, our marriage, our family, and my mental health is worth fighting for. I'm also here to remind you that telling your story is part of the journey. Someone in your life, someone in the world needs to hear it, and I will be encouraging you along the way to tell your story. I'm Tiffany Vaughn. I'm so grateful you're here. It's time to walk your own hard, beautiful journey. Hey there, welcome back to Hard Beautiful Journey. This is Tiffany Vaughn, and this is episode six. I am coming to you live from my closet right now. And yes, I was supposed to have James on this episode with me, but <laughs> um, as we started to record the episode, I got a little bit testy with him, and I asked him just to not be on this episode with me. So, there's that for being real, and I am going to go through our Florida trip from my recollections, and maybe one day he can share his recollections with you as well. But first, let's start with a review that was left on Apple Podcasts, and this one comes to me from Jade's mom. It's called Honest and Genuine. Tiff, this is so amazing. So much of this hit so close to home and it made me laugh and cry. It is so honest and genuine. My hat goes off to you for sharing your struggles and being so open. Thank you, Jade's mom. I really appreciate you taking the time to leave that review for me. Thank you. All right, so on to the trip to Florida. This trip to Florida was in April of 2018. My sister-in-law, Jody and her husband, Jordan, own a home just outside of Orlando, 
and asked us if we would like to join them for Easter break. And of course, we said, yes, absolutely, we will go with you. But when they asked us, this was before we got the diagnosis of ADHD and ODD, and before all of the, let's say, really crazy stuff started happening with our boys. So when it came time to really start planning the trip, there was a point where I did ask Dakota if she would like to come with us. Remember, Dakota was our unicorn, and she could do anything with them, and so I was really hoping that she would say yes. But unfortunately, she had other plans at that time, so she um, she couldn't join us. So it was just us. And yeah, that is when all of the interesting stuff started. You know, when you're at the airport and because you have kids, you get priority boarding. I was so excited for this priority boarding. You have no idea. So when we were at the Calgary airport... Uh, as soon as they announced that it was time to um, board for priority boarding, anybody with small children can come up. You can bet our family was first in line. But what happened is something happened with the um, staff that was checking us in. And so there was a little bit of delay while we were standing there. Well, James was holding Ryder's hand and I was holding Dylan's hand and James let go of Ryder's hand for a second, like not even a second, like a millisecond and gone. Ryder took off running and like a long ways and James had to go chasing him and I don't even know how far he got. James didn't tell me. I think it was a long ways. Anyhow, there went our priority boarding, that's for sure. I do believe that we were the last family to get on the plane. From being first in line, we were now last on the plane. And the rest of the flight actually was pretty good, I think, if I remember correctly, until we arrived in Orlando. I'm going to describe Orlando Airport just so that you get a really good idea of what transpired next. When you land in Orlando, you actually land at this terminal or get off at this terminal that is not where your luggage ends up or where your rental car is. You have to go through this one gigantic terminal, get on a train, get off the train, and then walk a very long way to end up down um, on another floor to get your luggage. I describe it like this so that you understand it's a very long distance from where we got off of the plane to where our luggage was. With the Calgary airport incident still very fresh in our minds, it was decided that I would hold on to Ryder's hand very, very tightly while James held on to Dylan's and we went down to get our luggage. James stood by the luggage carousel with Dylan and Avery, and I went with Ryder to go and get a luggage cart. And if you've ever used one of those luggage carts, um, the ones that you have to put in your credit card and then you get the cart, you'll know that you usually need to use both hands in order to get that luggage cart unlocked. As soon as I let go of Ryder's hand, 
yeah, it just madness. It was madness. So I had a bag across my shoulder that I had way too much stuff in it, including my wallet, my phone, my passport, you name it. And it wasn't closed all the way. So as soon as Ryder let go of my hand, he was gone. And I mean gone. And I'm just going to be real with you. This kid is not really a fast runner. Like if you saw him in real life, you'd you'd think, hmm, he's pretty slow. But as soon as he got into that airport, he turned into Ben Johnson. Quite literally, he <laughs> he started running at top speed and I was on like chasing him and he ended up going up the stairs where we had just come down and <laughs> because I was trying to run so fast to catch up to him, I actually tripped and fell and all of the contents of my bag flew everywhere. So not only was my kid running at top speed, all of my personal belongings were like literally all over the stairs that I was running up. Well, I couldn't just leave my personal belongings there. It was kind of important stuff. So I actually had to sit and try and very quickly gather all my belongings while my kid is like running at top speed. By the time that I caught up to him, he was, no word of a lie, almost back at the train, getting on the train back to the terminal. There is not enough words in the English dictionary that can accurately describe how angry I was at my child. And, oh yeah, did I mention it was Easter in Orlando? So yeah, a bazillion people were in this airport And by the time that I reached him, I was quite literally drenched in sweat and absolutely furious. Like he almost made it back to the train that takes him back to the terminal. I can't believe I actually found him. Like it's a bloody miracle. It's a good thing that I had him dressed in very bright clothes because that's the only way that I could actually see him and know that that was him. By the time we got out of the airport and got our rental vehicle, we were just already exhausted. And this was day one. Like, what are we doing? Oh my goodness, if this is day one, what is going to happen the rest of the trip? Well, that was pretty mild actually compared to some of the stuff that happened for sure. But it was still unbelievable. On the first full day that we were in Orlando, we decided to go to Crayola Experience, which was very, very cool, but not as cool with children that are known to take off running any chance that they actually could. And at one point, when we did have him securely like in our grips, we were able to make our own custom crayons with any of the colors we wanted and any of the names that we wanted and James definitely named riders quite perfect his was called flight risk and after that that was his nickname for the rest of the trip flight risk 
around day three of our vacation, um, we decided, yeah, we need, (laughs) we need intervention here. So when Avery was little, she was known to take off as well. And we actually got one of those, um, children's backpacks with the leash and it worked really well for her. So we thought, let's go and get a couple of those for the boys. And at least (laughs) then they can just be on a leash. And no, we looked high and low for those backpacks with the leash on them. I don't know where they all were during Easter vacation. Probably the smart parents went and bought one way before we did. Anyway, we did not find them. So we found these cheap wrist type restraints and thought, let's just try those out, see if they work. And yeah, no, they didn't work. The first day that we put them on, we were on our, we were on our way into Whole Foods and we put them on both of the boys and we were walking into Whole Foods and just as quickly as they went on, Ryder just quickly undid it and took off running. So big waste of money. Don't ever get those. They don't work. Have you ever been to Disney World during Easter? If you haven't, please just listen very, very closely to my words right about now. Don't ever do it. Like, I mean, ever, 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 ever. I mean, just listen to me. Trust me on this. Don't ever do it. Oh my Lord. It was madness. And now looking back, I can understand what was going on with our little rider, um, all three of our kids, but more so rider, our little flight risk. He just couldn't, he, he was way overstimulated for, for what was going on. Like it was so many people and he just had a very, very hard time with it. The first park that we did go to was Magic Kingdom and yeah, it was good, but it was not what I think any of us expected. It was just way too busy, way too many lines, and not as an en- not as enjoyable as we thought it was going to be, especially for the boys being there first time. But there was some special moments, like the parade and all of that. That was for sure really cool for them. The boys were turning five years old while we were down there, And so before we left on this vacation, I made a reservation to have lunch with the Disney characters at Animal Kingdom on their actual birthday. On the day of their birthday, we got up bright and early, all of us, the whole family and Jody's family, and we made our way to Animal Kingdom. And that was amazing. That park is one of our favorites for sure. And we all had a blast. It was a really good time. Um, and the lunch with the Disney characters, the boys absolutely loved it. And those memories are for sure priceless. A mom's intuition is very, very strong. And at around the three o'clock mark, I started to get the feeling that things were about to not be good. I just could get a good sense from Ryder that he was getting very agitated and was not regulated for sure. He was very, very agitated. 
So I said to James, I think it's time that we start making our way to the entrance. Let's just start making our way. And, and if we see anything along the way and he's still doing good, then we'll, we'll stop. But let's at least make our way to the entrance. At this point, we were like smack dab in the middle of Animal Kingdom. Well, Jody and Jordan had given the boys money for their birthdays to get something from the park, and they had also given Avery some money to get something as well for her birthday. And so when we were on our way out of the park, or making our way out of the park, Avery reminded us that she still hadn't gotten her gift from the gift shop, So, and she made it very clear that she really wanted to get something from Animal Kingdom before we left. So James decided to stay outside of the store that we went into and he stayed with Ryder and I went into the store with Avery and Dylan. About five minutes into being (laughs) in this store, I could clearly hear things were not going well for James outside with Ryder. Not at all. And so I was trying to hurry up Avery and get her to decide on something and it was not going well. But she did quickly find something and we made our way out to the front of this store. Ryder was losing his mind and he, yeah, he had a complete and utter meltdown. And so James went to put him on his shoulders so that he could at least get him out of the park on his shoulders and so picture this um Ryder on top of James's shoulders and Ryder screaming at the top of his lungs and kicking James in the chest and stomach and literally screaming at the top of his lungs and there's me running behind him Um, with Avery and Dylan and saying stop just put him down stop put him down let him walk put him down stop put him down put him down and just like that out of nowhere comes a whole bunch of Disney security guards because I think they thought that James was abducting Ryder. Yes, they thought he was abducting Ryder. I'm pretty sure of it. Wouldn't you think that seeing a crazy lady chasing after a man with a child on his shoulders and saying, put him down, put him down, let him walk, put him down. But by the time the security guard, security guards realized what was going on, that it was actually his child, They're very, very, very professional, and I think they do it just to not scare the kids. They, like, disappeared into thin air. They're magic. And we were left with one security guard who then promptly gave Ryder a citation. This security citation was given to him at 5 p.m., citation number 1001971, And he was cited for the following items. Having more fun than the law allows, not being in the picture, and acting grumpy. Well, that was the end of our 
stay at Animal Kingdom. And yeah, by the time we got back to the house, we were definitely exhausted and just overwhelmed by it all. And it was a really, really, really good day, but really, really hard day. But when we got home, we also heard of the unbelievable tragedy of the Humboldt Broncos bus crash and the unbelievable devastation of losing 16 people in a unbelievable tragedy. And as I was sitting there, just having a really hard time with what happened with Ryder and the day, I was also really grateful that I still had my child because some families just lost their very important son or daughter and I couldn't imagine just not having my child anymore and it was very very heartbreaking. About halfway through our trip we decided to go to the mall one evening and try and get haircuts for our boys and uh, my nephew Luke. Their hair was just growing out of control and it was really, really hot down there. So we thought, let's just go to the mall, see if we can get a haircut. And so we went, all of us went, and sure enough, we were able to get in. But I don't know what kind of hair place this was, but it was one of those where they take a really, really, really long time and give you the most amazing amazing shampoo where they massage your head and all of that good stuff. Well, as you can imagine, that doesn't work so well when you have children with ADHD and who cannot sit still. So the first two to go um, get their haircut was Dylan and Luke. And while they were getting their very, very long <laughs> haircuts and shampoos, we had to try and entertain Ryder. Well, I took my turn, which I don't even know how long it was. It was a long time going up and down the escalator with him over and over and over again. And then I went to James and I tapped out. I said, your turn. This is where having James on this episode would definitely be more beneficial because I was not there for this. All I do know is the blood that was running down his leg and the gash on his leg, it looked really, really painful. It involved the escalator, it involved his skin, and it involved Ryder going the wrong direction on an escalator and James trying to catch him and James catching his leg in the escalator and yeah it was not good so thank goodness it was now time for Ryder to get his hair cut so that we could get him off the escalator which did take some convincing for sure of course there were many many other instances throughout the trip but our last big incident happened on the way home in, in the airports. We had to get a connection through Toronto Pearson, which is my least favorite airport, by the way. Um, yeah, it that did not go well. 
we had a very, very tight layover. And I mean, really tight. I think we had 40 minutes. And that was crazy. We ran from where we got off and had to make it, I don't even know how far, a long ways to get to our connection. Anyway, we finally get there and like I said, Ryder does not do well with crowds and with big airports at all or anything where it's really overstimulating. So by the time we got to where we needed to go through security, he was done and the meltdown was on. But of course, we had to go through security. So imagine the two of us, James and I, trying to get all of our stuff into those bins for all of our kids while still holding on to Ryder's hand and him losing his ever-living mind. It was chaos. And so I put my stuff down in the bins. I took the kids' stuff, put it in the bins, and then they went through the scanner. James was on the other side with Ryder He had gone through um, the security first and he was moving all of our belongings onto a table so that we could put stuff back on like our shoes and our coats and all of that. And so I thought that he had grabbed everything and I just started putting my stuff back on and getting Dylan's and Avery's stuff back on. And we quite literally had three minutes to get from there to our gate to board the plane. This is all while we are dragging, and I, I do mean dragging, Ryder as we're running to catch our flight. We did make it on our flight, and James sat with the boys, uh, row maybe 22, I think it was, and I sat in row 6, let's say, with Avery. So Avery and I were sitting there, and... I asked her to hand me my camera bag and she said what camera bag and I said the camera bag that you were supposed to grab at the security she said I didn't grab a camera bag and I said well I sure hope dad did because it had my very 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 expensive camera and my very expensive lenses in it But like I said, we were the last on the plane and there was no way that they were going to allow me to get up to go to the back of the plane to check with James to see if he had my camera. And of course, you have to turn off your phone so I couldn't even text him to see if he had it. So the entire flight home for four hours, I was panicking. I I had no idea where my camera bag was. I was just hoping to hell that he had it. Well, he didn't. He didn't have it. And now what am I going to do? How am I going to find my camera bag and all of the lenses that are in it? And also my jacket was not there. So what had happened is my camera bag was in one of those bins and my coat was on top of it and James did not realize that that was our stuff when he was gathering all of our belongings to put on the table. After many many phone calls to Toronto Pearson Airport I did end up 
talking to somebody that was able to go back through a whole bunch of video footage and did find my camera bag and my coat. And $350 later, they shipped me my stuff and thank goodness. But yeah, that was the end of our very, very, very exhausting trip to Florida. Looking back on the photos from this trip recently, and that it's been two years now, I can say that we did have many great times while we were there. But as you know, in the moment, it's hard. And we honestly thought we were losing our minds. This was prior to me learning anything about ADHD and ODD and just all of the techniques and strategies that I have learned over the years to help in those kind of situations. So now looking back, I know there were many things that we could have done to make the trip definitely more enjoyable for the boys and Avery and ourselves, but I didn't know and you don't know what you don't know. Maybe one day we will go back, but I'm very certain that it won't be for quite some time and that is totally okay with us. The next time that we do go back it will definitely be just James and I, Jody and Jordan and we are going to have some very very relaxing adult time. When we did get home I poured myself into learning as much as I could about ADHD and ODD. I needed to know what was going on in our kids' heads, in their bodies, how this diagnosis affected them, and how I could help them in any way. Because while we were in Florida, I definitely saw how difficult things were for them in certain situations. I found a seminar that was being held in May out in the Kelowna area, and so I booked a ticket for my mom and I to go and attend the seminar that was taking place out there and we were going to make it a mom and daughter trip and we were going to learn as much as we could about ADHD from this person and that information was unbelievable And I cannot wait to share it with you on the next episode. And I know that it is going to help somebody out there somewhere because it was life-changing for myself, for our kids. And yeah, I cannot wait to share it with you. So for this episode, the things that I am grateful for are not losing Ryder at the Orlando airport and actually being able to catch up to him and find him before he got back on the train. I am grateful that we actually still have our kids. After the Humboldt Broncos tragedy, I just thank God every single day that I still was able to hug my child, all of our children, and just be grateful that they were still with us. We are grateful for Jody and Jordan and their family inviting us on this amazing amazing trip and we are definitely grateful that we found the most amazing 
pre-mixed tequila at Whole Foods, and I cannot wait to find it again one day very soon. And I am very grateful that I was able to recover my camera and my lenses because I would have been devastated if those were gone forever. That camera is like my baby. And last, I am grateful for the seminar that I found that I will definitely fill you in on on the next episode. Hey there. Thank you so much again for being here and listening. It means the world to me. I know how busy life is and that you could be doing so much with your time. And the fact that you chose to spend your time listening to my podcast is so amazing to me. And I'm just so grateful. So thank you. If you like the show again and the content that I'm sharing, please be sure and subscribe and leave a written review because when you do that, it definitely gets out into the world more and that would mean the world to me. You can find me in many areas in the big wide web and I will have links to all of those places in my show notes. Again, I am so grateful for you and I'm always cheering you on and just please remember to always be kind. And until next time, stay well.